everyone, we are live. <laughs> and uh, I just came back from my meditation retreat. So I really missed you guys last week. I hope you didn't miss me too much. It's really nice to come back and to restart the show. And today we are going to discuss right now one of my favorite social media platform, which is LinkedIn. And uh, <laughs> so join me live is Brenda Mala. And uh, we are going to discuss how to unlock the power of LinkedIn to make more business connections, to build and grow your personal brand, to have more <laughs> impact and income, right? Absolutely, yeah, all the way. And uh, we are live, I think, uh, on LinkedIn. And, uh, oh, like LinkedIn just disconnect me, let me reconnect. So I think we are live on LinkedIn. We're also live on Facebook, on my personal page, on my public page. And we're also live on, on Periscope. LinkedIn just disconnected me. I'm Aww. right now reconnecting <laughs> with LinkedIn. <laughs> and we're also live on YouTube. And we are also live on Periscope. So if you are live with us right now, uh, let me know in the comment section, my dear friends, where <laughs> you are joining us from geographically and social media wise. And as I mentioned today, we are discussing LinkedIn. If you have any question related to LinkedIn, uh, please let me know in the comment section. So before we get started with our uh, interview today, I just want to take a few seconds to introduce Brenda and who is our guest of honor today. <laughs> Brenda is a LinkedIn coach, a LinkedIn speaker, and an expert on LinkedIn. She's also the founder of Mela marketing mm -hmm. and uh, Brenda has delivered hundreds of workshops related <laughs> to LinkedIn for small groups, bigger, larger corporations. So I really can't wait to learn more about this. And uh, so Brenda was actually introduced to me by another dear LinkedIn rock star, yeah. John Espirin. And John speaks so highly of you. <laughs> and uh, as I'm getting ready uh, to prepare for today's interview. I was reading your articles, stalking you on LinkedIn. I was like, <laughs> it's wow. It's on the internet. It's research. <laughs> it's not stalking. <laughs> this lady is so, so, so amazing. So everyone, we are in for mm. a treat. I'm super excited. And uh, we're just talking about you, Peter, and uh, my dear friend, Peter, uh, joining us live from London, 10 p.m. So thank you so much. And he is going to monitor people's comments on different social media platforms. If you guys have any questions, if I missed any of your questions, please feel free to tag Peter and uh, we'll make sure to try to answer as many questions as possible. So thank you so much for being with us, Brenda, and welcome to the show. Yay! I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> this is so much fun. <laughs> I know. And I'm so honored to be your very first LinkedIn Live. Yes. Yes, I think I was telling you we uh, I I I have I've applied and I got denied for the first time and I think I may try after our conversation to try to go back and do it. But I've I watched several LinkedIn lives. I was actually watching Gary Vaynerchuk on one a little bit earlier today. Mm. But this is my first time being in one. So thank you. Yeah. Here. <laughs> I, I hope this is going to be a good experience for you. And I will do my best. <laughs> we'll have a blast, I'm sure. <laughs> so do you want to add anything to my very brief uh, introduction of you? So I, I think what I would like to add is Lord John Espirin. He became a Lord recently. I'm not sure if you saw his post over the weekend. He is an absolute LinkedIn rock star. And he was uh, one of the first people. He actually... Um, helped inspire me to create this LinkedIn Rockstar list. And he he was mm. doing such a great job on LinkedIn. He was measuring data and analytics and everything all the time. So he is one of the very first and the original LinkedIn Rockstars. So I just have to give a shout out to him. If you're watching this live, if you're watching this in playback, do check out John Esperian on LinkedIn and connect with him and tell him that Brenda sent you. <laughs> oh, totally. And John is going to come to my show next year around the, the launch of his book. I'm really excited. And definitely yeah. he is an amazing and dear friend. So that is awesome. So let's get started with our interview. And everyone, let me know in the comment section where you guys are joining us from. And uh, so we were talking about John. How about you, Brenda? Maybe yeah. you can share with us 
uh, in terms of your LinkedIn journey and what made you become so passionate about LinkedIn. So share sure. your journey with us. Oh, absolutely. So uh, I joined LinkedIn in 2006. And I think for me, it was there was probably four or five people that suggested I get on LinkedIn. And it wasn't until it was that one person who was the tipping point for me. And she was very heavily involved in marketing. And she was at a higher position in my organization. And she said, hey, you should check out this LinkedIn thing. And I was at the time, I mean, Facebook was around, but I was anti-Facebook. Why do I as a married woman want to be on Facebook, right? And she was the person who said, you know, and it was, you know, so many people. And then it was, it was Erica Crocker's her name. And she said, you should check out this LinkedIn site. So I got on LinkedIn and, and back in the day, it was, you know, pretty new. It was a professional networking site. None of us really knew what that meant, professional online networking. But I decided to kind of work on the site a little bit and figure out what it meant. And, and there was a lot of really cool features. And in 2008, I was ready to make a job move. I kind of hit that proverbial glass ceiling at my company, if you will. And I was ready to move up and I knew there wasn't an opportunity for me there. And if you remember 2008, that was like the absolute worst time to think about Jake making a job move because the economy was crashing. And the oh, I remember. I was also looking for a job by the time. Yes, yeah. I remember. Yes. So it was not a good time. I was fully employed. I didn't have to search for a job. And there was hundreds and then thousands of people in the market looking for a job. So I knew I needed to approach it a little bit differently. And then I stepped up my efforts on LinkedIn. I disconnected from my manager and the president of the company so they wouldn't kind of see what I was doing out on there. And then I just started um, really getting active on LinkedIn. And once I, one day I saw a position for an opportunity I was interested in. And I, um, hey, it was someone from Nigeria. That's awesome, joining from Facebook. And um, there was <laughs> an opportunity that the, the hiring manager posted and I made a direct connection to him on LinkedIn. I upgraded to do that. And um, the rest is history. He said mine was the first resume wow. and applicant he received out of um, on, on LinkedIn. And I think he received around 400 applicants on LinkedIn alone. And that wasn't including the job postings from Monster and Hot Jobs and from the resume box. So I really started going, wow, this is something different. This is going to be a game changer for people in the job industry. Mm -hmm. And um, when I started the position at the college, there was no social media, really not a lot of social media community that was developed. So mm -hmm. I had to quickly kind of embrace it, figure out how to use it. And I developed a knack for showing and coaching others that. And that led uh -huh. to job seeker presentations and then marketing presentations. And then I started blogging. And fast forward, you know, uh, um, a few years back, I started doing a little bit of a side hustle. And uh, about two years ago, I had an opportunity to kind of figure out where I wanted to go next. And instead of looking for a next full time job, I decided to lean into my own business, Smeller Marketing, where this is what I'm doing now full time, helping people and businesses unlock the power of LinkedIn. And as you indicated, I'm doing a lot of talks and presentations and workshops and just having an absolute blast with it. Wow, that's amazing. So you are absolutely an early adopter of yeah. LinkedIn. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I really can't wait to learn more. I'm very late to the mm -hmm. LinkedIn game, but like, even though I'm late, LinkedIn has given me so much, lots of business connections. Even now I'm building my school. So yeah, this is amazing. You are yeah, yeah. definitely a pioneer on this journey. So I want to give a quick shout out to, uh, Danica is with us, Vicky is with us. I don't know, I'm having some trouble connecting uh, with LinkedIn. Maybe too much fire right now, I don't know. <laughs> I will keep an eye on that. And so, but we have a bunch of people joining us live on Facebook and uh, allies here, Peter and Vicky and the team, uh, Elia. Thank you so much everyone for joining us from all over the globe and uh, and welcome to the show. So like, I actually have another question. I want you to share a story with us. So where LinkedIn really made a critical difference uh, in terms of building and growing and moving your business forward. So is that story you shared with us earlier, kind of that, that story or yeah, you have I, more stories to yeah, share with us? I think there's, there's probably a couple like stories like that. I mean, the, the existence of the network and the different features and tools helped pro to propel my career into an entirely different direction. You know, I would not have found the opportunity that I found at that college without LinkedIn. But 
then mm. once I started in the position, then I needed to figure out, okay, I wasn't job searching anymore. I love the job and the work I was doing. So now how do I use it as a marketing professional and how do I use it as a brand representative for my company? So I started kind of figuring that part out for myself and sharing that with others. And then there was different features that LinkedIn has kind of added in and, and taken away mm. over the years. Um, company pages, I think, once they launched company pages and organization pages, you know, I, I set one up for the college and then I quickly created one and I called it Meller Marketing at the time and just to kind of drop articles and things like that in there. And then over time, I've kind of leaned into that feature and used it more. And really, that's been a great tool for me and for my business. I kind of look at your personal profile as really you and your personality. And when you're posting on LinkedIn, you're really engaging with other people. Whereas my company page, I'm sharing articles, blogs, videos that are either author, authored by mm -hmm. me or by others. And then periodically I'll, I'll uh, rotate in there sales messages about my business, whether it's workshops I'm offering or reminding people about the services that I offer as well. So I guess the company page feature has been one of those other um, tipping points for me in my business too. Mm, uh, that's awesome because I saw that you have an article regarding this and one of my questions which we're going to discuss later is <laughs> how to actually gain engagement on our company page. I think many yeah. of us including myself we really struggle with that so but we are going to wait uh, for a second to discuss that. <laughs> and we are really having a hard time connecting to LinkedIn right now. I don't know why. So if you guys I don't know. So try to join us live on Facebook, on Periscope, and on my personal and on my public Facebook page. At the same time, I will try to reconnect to uh, to LinkedIn. Oh my God, I have so many people. Shwa, Lori, Anna. Did you see John's on here? He's watching us now. Hi, John. <laughs> Hi. So much, John. And uh, and I will try my best to reconnect to LinkedIn and I will uh, get you guys, keep you guys posted. So let's talk about, uh, you talk a lot about yeah. optimizing our LinkedIn profile. And I love that. So can you first yeah. explain to us, what do you mean by optimizing our LinkedIn profile? Awesome. Sure. Absolutely. So what I like to think about is your profile. Think about your profile almost like you think about a sculpture. And when an artist is building a sculpture, they might get like a slab of marble or steel and it's kind of in its raw form. And the finished work of art is is the result of things that they're taking out and then things that they are keeping in. So mm -hmm. it's a really focused piece that they are coming up with. And I like to think about optimizing your profile the same way. So think about who is your ideal target audience. That is who you're writing your profile for. So you're not writing it for the world. You're not trying to throw everything in there and hope that something sticks, but you really want to keep it focused on how is this relevant for my target audience? How does it help to tell my career story, my experience? How does everything help to um, really focus in on that finished work of our, you know, that sculpture, if you will, of your profile. So when I think about optimizing our profile, when I'm working with clients on their profiles, when we're looking at it from top to bottom, it's always through the lens of how does this support your business goals? Why mm -hmm. is this relevant to your target audience? And how does this help to create or um, pull away from your brand, you know, if you will. So little things like even your your headshot photo, you know, if you're setting yourself up on a professional networking site to do business, don't use a selfie. You know, don't mm. use a photo where you've got somebody's arm that's been cropped out of the picture or, or don't use a picture that's been taken in your car. I mean, spend the time and invest in a really good photographer and make sure that we can see your face in that photo. Um, everything in your profile should be written directed towards that target audience. So uh, writing your about statement in the first person, telling people your story, having a really engaging story to pull them in. You know, everything should be kind of um, looked at through the lens of how does this help to support what I'm doing on LinkedIn? And yeah, yeah. You know, when I'm thinking about, you know, writing profiles, it's almost like I think about your profile is really where you do your selling. You sell yourself, you sell your business, and um, the posts are where you do telling. You talk about events you're attending, you know, webinars you're part of, podcasts that you're on. I'm probably going to take a screen capture and I'll share it on my network tomorrow on LinkedIn. Um, so I actually found this list, right? So that's kind of what you are talking about right now. And by yeah. the way, we are live on LinkedIn. Yay! I saw John made a comment on Periscope. So I just disconnected and reconnected with LinkedIn. So we are live on LinkedIn. So if you guys want to join us on LinkedIn, feel free to move over there. But where you are now is also fine. Yeah. So this is uh, the list 
uh, that I found on your LinkedIn. So uh, eight, it seven items, an optimization checklist. Yes, yes, yeah. So kind of going through the checklist. Do you want me to review the the couple of those items right now? Would that be helpful? I yeah, I think that would be great. Yeah, I think you already talked about a few, but yeah, cool. feel free to review this. Sure. So starting at the top, we have our headshot photo. So pleasant, professional, smiling, you know, best professional image of yourself. When I look at headshot photos, what I like to look at is that your face takes about 50 to 60% of the circle. So from the top of your forehead to your chin should be about 50 to 60% of circle. The reason being about half of web traffic nowadays is occurring on these little tiny devices. And it's really hard for us to see your face if it's mm. too far zoomed back. So whereas you know, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, we might use kind of fun avatars and things like that. LinkedIn, I like to see a professional photo and really kind of zoomed in on your face so we can see your face on, on your profile. Okay, then behind your headshot photo, you've got like a rectangular image for a header image in the background. And by default, LinkedIn has that teal blue with the dots and the lines. I like to see something that is intentional and that supports your business or your mm -hmm. brand. So whether that is a picture of your building with the company logo on it or a color scheme that matches your brand palette with your logo or maybe some contact information for you, um, I like to swap that out, you know, once every month or so, just like we would have a billboard on the side of the expressway that has a different message on it. I like to think about that LinkedIn header background the same way. That's right. That's right. So, yeah. You know, make it intentional, whether it's a stock photo of mountains or scenery or, or something that aligns with your brand, something like that in there, I think is a, is a really useful tool and something that you can use to market and promote your business. That's great. That's great. Yeah. So then moving on from there, um, I look at your LinkedIn headline and LinkedIn by default has job title at company. I like to see something that's a little bit more descriptive mm -hmm. using keywords and phrases. You have 120 characters to play with in there. So even on yours, uh, I, you know, using a hashtag, you know, that you're, you're commonly using or keywords and phrases. So my headline says, I help people and businesses unlock the power of LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. So right out the gate, I'm hitting you with who I am, how I help you what I'm offering, right? So that's right. Yeah. And by the way, talking about headlines, a few weeks ago, I think you did, uh, you posted a screenshot of a yeah. few of your favorite. So maybe we can take a quick look at some examples. So I did have this. Do you have here. that? I think. Pull it up. I do. I do. Yeah. Yes. Can you guys see this? I'm not seeing it up on screen yet, but I can pull it up on my phone because I know exactly what, the one that you're talking about. Oh, it should be here. Hold on. And I'm actually scrolling into my profile right now. And the cool thing is when you post activity on LinkedIn, whether it's articles or posts, you can go back into your history and you can pull those things up. So it's a good way of kind of using um, this feature as a bookmark, if you will, and, and a way yeah. to easily and quickly find things. So here it is. I have it up. So a few of my LinkedIn headlines. I think I can go sideways. Down yeah, here. I think people should be able to see this, uh, Brenda. I have this on the screen. Okay. Good. Yeah. So, yeah. So a couple of these. So Sheila Denstadt, she works for a local chamber that I'm a part of the Troy Chamber. So we talked about when we were writing, writing her profile, we talked about, well, what is her catchphrase or what does she say about people? And, and one thing she says is, yes, I can help make that connection. So that's like a part of her headline on LinkedIn. It ends with, yes, I can help make that connection. Oh, no, yeah. And we, and we started with, you know, your Troy Chamber membership resource leading you to business opportunities, which kind of explains and, and helps people understand um, how she is helping member organizations and kind of tapping into their benefits of that. Oh, there they are. Perfect. And then Courtney Larvardane, uh, she's a member of a fellow organization I belong with um, called Together Digital. And she does some similar work. So she's a social media consultant, teacher and speaker. She talks about the organizations that she's a part of. So I think she does a really nice job of kind of telling a bit of her brand story in there. Underneath that, we've got Scott Lawrence, and he's a headshot photographer, and he has a help statement too. So I help people make amazing first impressions. So it kind of differentiates him a little bit from other headshot photographers. And then Terry Bean, who's on the bottom left there, always ha happy to help, speaker, trainer, coach. And he uses TriBean and MCC Live as two of his hashtags. So just like you have hashtags in, in yours. So these are all, I mean, I could go through everything in the list, but you can just see these are different types of headlines. So none of these people have job title at company. And when I think about headlines, it's really important to think about when people are searching on LinkedIn and they look at search results, 
the headline is really all we see. We don't see your summary. We don't see any of your other information. So your headline can either cause somebody to click to go to your profile or to keep scrolling past. So think about, you know, making that headline intentional in there. I have a quick question. You know, I know this trick. And uh, if you are editing your headline on yeah. your computer, you can yeah. only have, I don't know, the, the limit. characters. Yes. Yeah. But if yeah. you do that on your smartphone, it seems yeah. like you can add as many as you want it. You so I add, add, yeah. You can add, like, I, I think the cap was 200. I have heard you can edit more than that. The oh, I. The thing to keep in mind, though, is that only about 80 of those characters are going to be viewable in most search results. And even when you're posting on LinkedIn, it's going to get cropped off. It'll have dot, dot, dot. And when people are visiting your profile, they're going to see the full headline text. But for that reason, I would recommend that you kind of are front loaded and top heavy, you know, put the most important words at the beginning and then put other keywords kind of towards the end of your headline. Yeah. What and do you then, mean by the most important words? Like in terms of like our surveys to our audience or their pain point. So explain that a little bit more. So in, in just using a couple of these examples up here on screen, I mean, Sheila, for example, she is leading with your Troy Chamber membership resource. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what she's leading with. And then she ends with her tagline. Yes, I can help make that connection. So if someone's reading mm -hmm. her profile, they're going to see the, the back end of that. But in preview, we're only going to see the front end of that. So think about what's the most compelling thing. And and Scott Lawrence, you know, he he did this intentionally. He led with headshot photographer, and then he puts his I help statement in because he doesn't want people. He wants people to know that that's what he does. It's headshot photography. That's what he yeah. specializes yeah. in. So again, yeah. thinking through that lens of who is your ideal target audience and why would they want to do business with you? You need it to be clear to them in your headline what you're doing and what it is that you offer. And, you know, certainly being clever and using different keywords and phrases, there's there's no, you know, problem with doing that, but just make sure that we're we're including those right keywords and phrases in your headline. Totally, totally. And I see my our dear friend John is yeah. here right in the in the center. I will all know his tagline pretty well. Yeah. yeah and uh, this is great. Definitely helps me. I, I think I need to keep improving mine. And later, we're going to uh, probably take uh, a few people from the live audience yes. to uh, <laughs> a live coaching session to critique their LinkedIn profile. And there's another feature I want to ask you, Brendan, which yeah. is let's go to yours because I don't have this feature yet. And uh, so I want to ask you, can you still see my screen right now? Yeah, I can see your LinkedIn screen and I see yeah, yeah, my, 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 my private messages here. So it is here. I think I'm not sure if this is a new feature, but I don't have this. So almost like here. The ser providing services. Yeah. So is this new yeah. or only to a few people or this is something that we'll have to apply? So yeah, it, it is that, new. And right? um because I'm a heavy user of LinkedIn, sometimes they roll out features to us and all of a sudden you log into LinkedIn and there's something on our profile, a new feature or a new category. And I've learned that when LinkedIn rolls out new features, um, take advantage of them and use them, whether it is uploading documents or videos or adding the service feature. And this is something where one day it popped up on my profile. And I think I have a link to, I grabbed a screen capture walking through the steps. What I found, though, is that they say, OK, what services do you offer? And they give you a set list of categories mm -hmm. of business focus. And then within business focus, so I chose marketing. And then they said, OK, what do you offer? What are the services? And I can't choose LinkedIn coaching. I can't choose my own keywords, but I choose I was choosing the categories that they um, they come up with. And then you fill in your work location, work preferences, and then contact preferences that are in there. So it's a newer feature. I can't say for with certainty if this is provided inquiries directly to me. But again, since it's a newer feature on LinkedIn and not everybody has it, it does cause conversations like this to happen. You know, people like oh, you asking me. Like, I was like, wow, that's so cool. Such a cool feature because it's a short and uh, really grabs my attention. And then I was like, yeah. why I don't have this? Definitely yeah, caught my attention. I love this. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's new. It's just one of the newer features. And no, I didn't apply for it. It's just, I think being a heavy user of LinkedIn, a lot of times they'll roll features out to us. And, you know, we kind of get the chance to test them out, kick the tires. And, you know, if there's issues or concerns we have, we'll provide feedback to them. But really, it's just, it's a new feature. And I think eventually, if they're seeing good traction resulting here, they'll probably roll it out to all profiles. Oh, that's awesome. I, I can't wait to 
to learn more about this and hopefully having this feature myself. And uh, so as we are talking about uh, LinkedIn profile, and I wonder if we can just take someone from the live audience to do a live uh, LinkedIn uh, profile critique. What do you sure. think? I'm fine with that. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> So uh, last week we did the Peters, and this week I thought we could maybe do my friend uh, Vicky, and uh, Vicky is also joining us live. I hope you don't mind. I'm going to uh, show her LinkedIn profile, and anyone joining us live on Facebook or any other social media platforms, if you are interested in doing a quick uh, LinkedIn profile critique, looking at your picture, headlines, and the things we just discussed, so let me know, and uh, or let. Peter, no. And uh, so we'll see uh, how this can help you. So Vicky is a dear friend. He was also a guest on my show a few weeks ago. And uh, so I'm not going to say much about her so that if you don't know her, I think this will be a really honest uh, feedback session for her. Okay, awesome. Are you going to pull hers up on screen or should I pull it up on my phone? Yeah, I, I'm showing her screen right now. Let me see uh, if you can see it. Hold on. Just give me one second because oh, I have so many windows. So it is going to take a few seconds. Can you see her LinkedIn yep. profile? Here we go. Yes. Vicky O'Neill. Vicky, Vicky, you are joining us live, right? Uh, you are, I think I saw her on LinkedIn and Facebook. Yeah. So let's yeah. get this started. Yeah. Awesome. So here's here's what I'm seeing. And I look at a lot of profiles, Vicky, and I see that you do marketing and you're involved in online and digital media too. So very first thing I see, um, profile photo, I would zoom in your face a little bit more. Um, and think about the fact that when people are scrolling through your phone, it's a little bit harder for us to see your face. So I would just zoom that in just a little tiny bit on there. I love the header. I love the fact that you've got an upcoming course that's being promoted on there. And even though that text is not clickable, it's a simplified URL. It's going to be easy for us to see it. I see in here she's got the providing marketing services, so she's used that feature. Um, I Could you click on contact info on her profile? I want to take a peek and see what she has in her contact info. Absolutely. So let's click on that. And this is one of the common areas when I'm looking at there, you know, sometimes there's information in here. So, so Vicki, here's a tip for you in your website section, when you add your website in there, instead of choosing personal website or company website, choose the word other, and then describe what those websites are. So if you were to look at my profile, if you were to click on Meller marketing next to it, it would say marketing and LinkedIn coaching. So instead of using the words oh. personal website and company website, you can actually add a couple keywords in there. And you it looks like you've done that with your podcast. So I would do the same with your personal and your company website. So um. choose the word other, and then you can add keywords up to 30 characters in there. This is great. I didn't even know this. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it's a little kind of, it, it's one of these things, like it's a feature in there. And unless you think about how to really maximize all the features and you know going back to that that phrase optimizing your profile making it really easy for people so they know what am i going to get when i click on the personal website versus the company website so that's one thing in there the other thing i'm seeing vicky and again this is tough love this is something that somebody told me and i have now incorporated it on my own profile so when i first launched my business i had a gmail it was melabrenda at gmail.com and I had Meller Marketing as a website, but my email was a Gmail. And one of my friends, his name's Philip, he told me, Brenda, nobody's going to take you seriously. They're going to think you're working out of your basement unless you get an email address that matches your website. So Vicky, your email that's showing on your account, the Vicky at, I think it's Vicky7 at gmail.com. Do you have an email that matches your company website? Um, if so, I would highly encourage you to change your primary email to be that one instead of your Gmail. It's a subtle thing, but I think it helps to demonstrate that you're an established business and that um, the, the Gmail to me, it kind of says, I'm testing this out, but I'm not quite sure. I haven't really invested in an email box yet um, versus using a company website as an email domain. It, it shows that you're kind of solidified in your business and that you're kind of off and running. If that makes sense. Just a quick uh, point. I remember I was uh, I was applying to join an incubator program, yeah. and on that application, they specifically requested to have a company email. Otherwise, you are not even you will not even be considered really? eligible to apply. Which was very interesting. That was uh, kind of a wake up call for yeah, me. It's a little, it's as you are, there. Yeah, yeah, as you are talking about this, yeah. Yeah. And then the other thing I'm seeing on here too, Vicki, is you have your birth date shown on here. Now, this is a personal preference. You can keep it if you'd like. But I, my philosophy, this is a professional networking site. 
I don't list my birthday and I also shut off birthday notifications. If I'm friends with you on Facebook, I'll wish you a happy birthday there. But I kind of feel like um, I, that's not something I want to show. I don't want to broadcast my birth date out to my 10,000 or so connections. So you can change that and you can hide your birth date on there. Um, some people in certain industries prefer to keep their birth date on there because it does do a broadcast uh, of uh, notification when it's your birthday. And then you get people replying back to you saying, happy birthday, Vicki. Happy birthday, John. And then you have a messaging point back and forth for them. I would prefer to keep my communications all kind of around business versus birthday, you know, and personal things. So that's a, a personal preference, but that's something I would I would suggest you you uh, consider turning off on your profile. This is awesome. This is awesome. Now I'm just reading some comments on Facebook. We have at least five or six people want to do a critique, but we definitely cool. cannot do that many. Yeah, yeah. Anything else you want to say? So let's, um, she has a service. So let's scroll down to the about. Now pause on the about. Now you can see in your about statement, you only can see three lines. Don't click on see more. And what I like to tell people is most people will not click on see more. So you've got three lines of real estate, if you will, to describe yourself in your business, in your profile. What I would recommend, Vicki, is that instead of doing a, a break after personas and a break after course, wrap that up together so that you can use more, uh, more text in that viewable three line area. Um, if you look on your mobile phone, all you're going to see is the first two lines. You're not even going to see the VickiOneal.com. That's going to be cropped off in there. So your goal is to get them to stay on your profile and click see more. But you need to write it in case they don't, right? So you're, you're going to capture a little bit more of their attention in there. I love this. This is great. Should I click on this now or what yeah, do you now think? You can click on see more and let's expand that out. And LinkedIn gives us 2000 characters total to tell our story. I like that she's given a little bit of line break in there. I like that she's conversational. She's using first person. She's giving choices for clients. And, and this is a great technique to kind of screen people in or screen the wrong people out. You know, you're going to keep the people in that this applies to. And I like how she's used emojis in there. She's used all caps for section headings. These are all techniques that I use. Scroll all the way down to the bottom if you could, I, and let's see what else, what else she has in there under persona creation. So she's got collaboration and then she has several calls to action. That's really great in there. And she's also using the media tool. So I think everything else in there is looking pretty good, pretty solid in there. But I would just recommend kind of thinking about those first three viewable lines and maximizing the real estate that LinkedIn has given you there. I have a quick question. Talking about the media content here. Yeah. I love, I love, 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 love what you are doing. So as I was stalking you, <laughs> so I noticed what you have here is some of your upcoming workshops. Yes and places you are going to speak at. I thought that was brilliant. So yeah. can you please explain to us kind of the rationale behind that? And do you recommend all of us doing the same thing? Absolutely. So LinkedIn does give you the ability to upload media into your profile. And you can put them in your about statement like we're seeing here on Vicky's profile. You can also put them in your experience section. And that's kind of second position. It's a little bit tucked away, a little bit further down on your profile. And I like to think about the media helps to give your profile some visual interest. So when we're when we're thinking about media, you can upload pictures, you can upload, um, you know, either a JPEG or PNG format, you can upload a PDF, you can upload a link to a video, or you can point to a web page. And if the web page has an image as a part of that, then we see that image in there as well. So um, I like what you've just explained. I mean, I use this space as marketing and promotion for my business. So this is a workshop I have coming up. If you were to go onto that and click on view, it's going to take you to the web page where you could learn. I more. know it's so amazing because most people put what happened past. They're like, I do yeah. the same, you know, what happened in the past, my speaking, uh, whatever articles, but this is so different. I actually click on this. So, so wow, you're going to give a talk, which is yeah. so cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. coming up. So I think it's it's a I think use a mix of things. Use like here's a, an example of an interview I did or a webinar I've given in the past, so people can kind of see your experience. But then also use this to promote what's coming up next. So use this for future events. Use this for past. And then in the middle, you might have some FAQs or a sell sheet or you know I've got a couple of documents and resources that I put in this section that are kind of evergreen and I keep them up all the time. So like somewhere here, right? Yep. Like. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. Yeah. So, like, how many can we upload? Fifteen or? You know, so think about it this way: when you upload media into, I, I haven't hit the limit in terms of how many maximum, but the way that it works is the last one that you update goes into the left position. So you can't move things around after you add them in. And really, if you look on your mobile phone, I think I'm looking at my profile right now. I think only like two or three of them are viewable on my mobile phone. I'm pulling up my profile here. Give me a second. So I have three of them are viewable on my, my mobile phone. And then it says plus seven. On desktop, you can see you can see like four or five of them. And then it says plus however many um, else are in there. So think about, I love this. again, front loaded, kind of top heavy. The most important three should be in the first three positions. And then anything after totally. that is just if somebody's sticking on your profile, they can keep clicking through and you use stalking I like to say research and we are <laughs> them. we are selling our professional researcher I mean really you're building your profile for people to learn more about you so I'm just gonna keep feeding you with information until you want to work with me so, follow me on LinkedIn connect with me or hire me right so I'm gonna keep giving you that information yeah yeah, this is so good. Like, I actually have an upcoming webinar with SEM Rush. You know, after our our interview today, I'm going to upload uh, update my media section to to do the same. I know to announce yeah. this. I I love this. Yeah. So yeah. I saw that we actually have quite a few people who want to do this, and uh, because I also have other questions, so let's do one more. I think uh, I saw my friend uh ella uh who wanted to do uh another critique and melanie she says she's so new to linkedin she's embarrassed to do a critique Aww. so maybe maybe you can join us next time let me see ella. so i hope you are still uh with us can you still see uh the screen right now Yep, I'm seeing Ella okay. Orr, and it took just a second for that to update. So, awesome. so let's take a look at Ella. And Ella works in social media too. She's one of my people. She's in my field. So here's what I'm seeing. Um, very, I'm kind of noticing three things right away. I love the headshot photo. Ella, I'd like to see that zoomed in just a little bit more. Um, but I think that's a great photo of, of you in there. I like the background because it's showing you in action. It looks like you're a trainer or a coach and there's a workshop going on and you're in the room. You got somebody smiling. He looks like he's having a great time. So that looks good. The one thing I'm noticing that I, again, tough love here, Ella, you have your company icon, much more social. And I see that gray building avatar next to it. So I could you scroll down to ex her experience section right now? And I want to show you this. If you've created a company page, you could put your logo in there and that gray icon gets replaced with your company logo. Um, I'm just trying to see if scroll down. So you see how she's got a gray building avatar there, gray building avatar in the next one. Keep scrolling down and let's see. So see where it says social media coordinator and there's that little tree icon click on yes. the tree icon now if you have your company page set up the icon that gray building avatar gets replaced with your logo that you put into your company page and the cool thing here is when you click on the logo now you're driving people to your company page and this is almost like a mini version of your website and you're going to fill out your header your about statement hopefully you're posting on here as well and you can start to build out followers and those followers are essentially people who are raising their hand that are saying i want to learn more about your business so as a social media person a lot you need to set up a linkedin company page this is tough love um you need to do it you need to get that set up for your current business so click on the back button if you could i and we'll go back to her profile and the I'm way like doing 20 things at the same time, this is like, oh, you're, you're doing good, though. So the way that you would set up a company page is free to do. So if you go under the work icon, which is in that top menu bar in the upper right hand corner there where it says work, click on that. And then at the very bottom, there's a link that will say create a company page. So scroll all the way down to the bottom. So see that link where it says create a company page. That's how you do it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just get it set up, have it set up with your logo, put a header image in there, a description of your company, and then put a first post on there and just say, welcome to the official LinkedIn company page for much more social. Follow us for news events and social media tips. So, so can I interrupt you for a second, Brenda? Yeah. As we are talking about, I, I see that people have so many questions about company page. So Ella actually mentioned that she works at home 
and she doesn't know if it is necessary for her to actually have a company page. And Vicky is asking what uh, if you can give us some tips regarding using like a building and growing engagement on our company page. I personally, I have a company page, but the engagement is like, I'm embarrassed to mention. So. <laughs> Yeah. So let's talk about this. I mean, Ella, I mean, it's up to you. You can do whatever you want. I'm not the boss of you. Um, all I'm doing is I'm kind of just reflecting on the fact that you are a social media consultant. So I think it looks it looks good if you have a company page set up because your gray building avatar has a logo next to it. So it looks like you understand what a company page is and what it's all about in terms of, OK, how is it going to benefit your business? Could you close out of that right navigation? Um, right. And that way we can see her profile a little bit more. Um, in terms of what you post on the company page, what I like to think about is it's a mini version of your website. Um, it's great if we can get people to go to our website and learn more about us. But if people are on LinkedIn, they like to stay in LinkedIn. So if they're just navigating within That's LinkedIn, fine. they might be more apt to click to go to your company page. Okay. And if you're struggling with, well, I'm not really getting any followers on LinkedIn, um, you have to think about it the same way you think about content on your feed on LinkedIn. So I try to post like two to three times a week on my company page. And I use scheduling tools for that. And I might recycle videos or articles that I'm finding or articles that I've shared and blogged myself. But I try to do a variety of those things and um, get content posted on a regular basis. And then when I'm posting content, I really try to pay very close attention to who is liking the content or doing one of those reactions and then who's making a comment on those postings. If people like it, then I can go to their profile and invite them to connect. And there may be business opportunities. If they're commenting, I want to acknowledge their comment. And even if it's just saying, thank you, John, for your comment, have a great week, John will then know I'm paying attention to his comments. And you're building up your community by listening to them and making it more of a conversation versus just a, a one-way dialogue. I have a quick question for you, Brenda. How about for you? Like, I know yeah. you have a, a company page, so maybe I'm going to show. Just give me yeah, a second. Go right ahead. So yeah. what's, what's the difference in terms of engagement between your personal LinkedIn profile versus your company page? Are there any, do you apply different strategies in terms of content creation and yeah. post differently on different pages? Yeah, so that's a great question. And I'm an independent consultant. I'm a solo promoter. So, so I am my business. My business is me. But I also try to make my company page look bigger than me as an individual. So my company page, I mean, what I am selling through my company, I'm selling marketing, coaching and consulting, social media services, social media management, and I'm specializing in LinkedIn. So my company page, I really look at is this is a giant sales tool for my business. I'm giving mm -hmm. out free samples by sharing articles and things along the way. And then every now and again, I will put out a, a sales message kind of related to what I'm doing, whether it's subscribe to my newsletter, sign up for my webinar, come to my upcoming workshop, that type of thing. Whereas my personal profile on LinkedIn, um, my profile has been optimized and there's a lot more features that you can kind of fill out in your personal profile. But when I'm posting on my personal profile on LinkedIn, I'm not really, I very rarely do I sell. More often than not, oh, I'm okay. talking about other people. And it's, it's me, Brenda Meller, talking about the people. It's not Meller Marketing featuring the people. So there's a personal connection that exists there in your personal feed that doesn't exist on your company because your company is not, it's not a, a person, it's a, um, you know, it's a business and you're demonstrating your expertise through your business. So that's a little bit different than your personal page. Does that help? Uh, totally, totally. So like the content should be different, right? Is and, uh, and like, like if, if our kind of our personal LinkedIn profile is doing okay, I'm thinking about people like John Esperin. He's doing so amazing on his personal profile already. Yeah. So do you uh, recommend like such people and to also actually branch out a little bit to build their uh, their yeah. company page? Or in other That's words, great... should everyone have a company page regardless of how active or inactive your personal profile page is? It really depends on are you are you self-employed or do you work for a company? But ideally, I mean, every one of us are using LinkedIn as a professional networking site and we are aligning with an organization. 
whether that's an organization that we are an employee of or an organization that we are running ourselves. So I really feel like it's a lost opportunity if you don't set up your mm. own personal company page on LinkedIn and just try it, you know, try to post some things every now and again on your company page. And you could even think about, you know, using the same content um, on your company page as you do on the personal and vice versa, but just try it out because people may be connecting with you as a person, but when they're thinking about doing business with you, they may be more apt to, mm -hmm. to interact with your company page. So I, I yeah. see this as, I mean, if you're in business for yourself, are you looking to um, develop leads? Are you looking to support your business development efforts? So if you are, you should have a company page. And oh, it's now, I mean, once you get the work effort going and getting the page set up, post, you know, like I said, two to three times a week and watching the content every other, other day or so, it's not a whole lot of additional effort. And I think the dividends can kind of pay that effort off. Oh, this is great. Yeah. So let's finish, uh, Alice. Sorry about the distraction. And anything else you want to say about her LinkedIn profile, Brenda? No, I think I think that's it. If you go up to her contact information, let's do that same um, through that same lens that I did on the previous profile. So click on her contact info there. Um, she's got a good headline. She's got a good name field. So um, an opportunity here, Ella, would be you know LinkedIn gives you up to three web pages that you can add in here. So if there are any upcoming events you're looking to promote or specific web pages within your website that you'd like to add in there. And then same thing with the email address that I talked about on the previous profile. If you have a work email address to use instead of a Gmail, it shows that you're legitimate. Um, and I think it just, it's a, it's a subtle kind of psychological thing. You're dabbling in your business with a Gmail versus you're committed when you get an email that says Brenda at MellorMarketing.com, for example. So, you know, my email, I think I pay like $14 for the email box for the year. It's not a huge investment to get an email box set up. And I still have it linked through my Gmail. So I still use my phone to access it. Um, I think it's worth the investment just for kind of the optics of, of demonstrating that you're fully invested in your business. This is awesome. I can't believe we have about only 10 minutes left. Oh my God. Okay. So <laughs> I do have some other questions and let me see if you guys have any other questions. I'm going to uh, uh, close the screen share right now. So I do want to talk about content creation. So most of my, my friends join us live right now are entrepreneurs, small business owners, and we pretty much use LinkedIn to generate leads and to build our personal brand. So sure. maybe you can share with us what should be our content strategy and what yeah. are some te techniques that really, really, really work on LinkedIn specifically speaking. And so people will engage with us, will check us out. So if you can share some, sure. some of your secrets with yeah. us. Yeah, absolutely. So when I think about posting on LinkedIn on my personal profile on LinkedIn, a um, couple things to think about is, you know, one is I try to keep up with a frequency of posting and really at minimum, you should be posting at least once a week. Ideally, though, you should post once every business day. Because when you connect with people on LinkedIn, it's really easy for you to kind of blend into the background. They forget about you. Posting is a way for you to remain in the homepage feed and remain in their timeline. And it's a way to drive profile views. Now, when you're thinking about what do I post, I think about this. Ultimately, I'm trying to sell to you, but I'm going to ignore posts that are directly selling. I see like the mortgage guys all the time or life insurance guys, and they, they just sell, sell, sell. And they're just, it's direct messages. And we tune those out. But what do we pay attention to? Well, we pay attention to free tips, if you will, you know, insights on, on um, the industry, on the services and the things that the people offer. So when you give free um, tidbits of information, people like that. People also like when you talk about other people. So when you go to your next networking event and there's fellow small business owners and entrepreneurs, you know, either have somebody take a picture with you or kind of do the selfie, the group photo of several of you at the event and say, today we attended the Detroit Economic Club and we listened to XYZ as a speaker and we learned great tips on social selling. So you're kind of telling your network who you are networking with and the events that you're attending. And when you do that and you tag the other people, that's going on their timeline and then their network is seeing that post and then they may click to go to your profile and they're learning more about you. So I'm indirectly selling by getting myself into that homepage feed and, and getting some attention done there. Oh, I love this. And I, I love how you like, when you every time when you speak at an event or yes. conference, you are so good at engaging 
the live audience to engage with you yes. on LinkedIn. Yes. So how do you do that? Like yes. share some tips with Yes. I mean, I incorporate it as part of my presentation. So at the beginning of my presentation, in my intro slide, I will have on the slide, I actually have a picture of a camera and I say, it's okay to take pictures. And mm -hmm. I don't just tell people that once, because if I tell them that once, they may not really be sure whether or not I'm serious about that or not. But if I tell them that once, and then I have another camera icon on another slide where I have like top 10 tips, and I say, take a picture of this because you're always going to carry your, your camera with you and you're going to want to remember this. And then That's at right. the end of the presentation, I started doing this technique. My friend Terry Bean does this. He'll do a video and he'll kind of do the selfie video where he has the audience in the background and he'll say, you know, hey, I'm Terry Bean and I'm out here presenting today. Did you guys have a good time? And the audience is like, oh, yay. And it's it's big and it's fun. You know, it's a lot of enthusiasm. And then he shares that on LinkedIn. And I started doing the same technique. And I always ask permission before I do it. And every now and again, I have somebody who doesn't want to be in the video. So they'll kind of talk out of view before we get started. But what I tell them is, you know, I'm going to post this video and I would encourage you to add a comment to it. You know, speakers, we have large networks. So if you add a comment, you're increasing your chances for visibility and coming up in the homepage feed and reminding them it's OK to take pictures and mm -hmm. take multiple pictures. And, you know, even doing things like, you know, I'll pull their profile up on screen and I'll gesture towards it. I like I like to have fun with it and kind of demonstrate mm -hmm. it in action. Yeah, I, I saw uh, in one of your videos, I think you actually asked the attendees to tag their names in the comment section, yes. right? Yes. And yes. I, that's such a brilliant idea. And they can actually check you out and connect with you on LinkedIn. You can connect with them. Yeah, this is so brilliant. Yeah, I love this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think that yeah. technique works well if you're presenting in front of a large group. If I know a couple of the people that are in the photo, I will put, I will tag them right in the post itself. But quite often with a large group, I haven't met everyone yet. I'm not connected with them yet. So I'll tell them I'm going to post this video. And then I'll say, if you appear in the video, add a comment below. And then I'll tag you in the post as well. So it's a, it's a great technique of kind of, bringing people out of their shells, getting them comfortable. It does, I mean, it feels weird doing it, but it only feels weird the first few times that you do it. And after that, it's just, I mean, this is my shit. Yeah. I do this and people know to expect that now. Yeah, I, I love this. So how often do you post on LinkedIn? So on your I, personal and the business? Yeah, yeah great yeah. question. So business page, I would say two to three times per week is ideal. Sometimes if I'm at a conference or an event, I might post on my business page multiple times within a day. Um, oh. On my personal page, however, I post, I try to post no more than once every business day. And I'm even starting to experiment now with posting on the weekend. So the LinkedIn Rockstar list that I publish out, um, that goes out every Saturday morning. Every now and again, like this past weekend, I had a busy week. So I posted it on Sunday instead of Saturday. But I've been kind of testing this out, posting on the weekend in addition to posting during the week. Because what I find is that there's still a, a good portion of people who are out on the weekends. And I think the, the rock stars, they are appreciating that I'm not cluttering their timeline during the work week with um, with this LinkedIn rock star because they, they have the work week to focus on. And on Saturday, we just kind of talk about rock star stuff. We kind of go back and forth on conversations. Yeah, I, I want you to talk. I think this is how I discovered you because like I just saw this rock star, not from you, but yeah. some other of my friends from LinkedIn, they were talking about this. So share this with us. What is this about and what give you the idea to create <laughs> such an epic list? And do you like how often do you update yeah. your list? Yeah, so this is something, and this is um, inspired by John Esperian. So John oh. is a technical copywriter, and he really gets into kind of data, and he, he he like evaluates, you know, website clicks and different techniques, and he looks at posting strategy and time of day and how many clicks has gotten. He he started keeping in in an Excel document a list of his posts and how much it was getting in terms of views, comments, likes, and shares. And I just I kind of was like, wow, that's really interesting, and by tracking it, he can help to create benchmarks mm -hmm. and to continually improve. So I started kind of thinking about, well, what if I started tracking, um, what if I started tracking other people on LinkedIn that are really doing a great job? So I put together my my list of some of these were fellow LinkedIn trainers and coaches, and others were just people who were um, in leadership roles or keynote speakers or like the LinkedIn influencers, but people who had really large followings on LinkedIn. So I started tracking this and this was probably about 
coming up on a year ago in November, I had my Excel file and, and once a week I would look at mm -hmm. their followings and I would kind of um, look at how many followers they had, look at their profile and I would learn techniques from these people. And I was doing it for a couple months on my own. And then one day I'm like, I wonder if this would be interesting for people to see the data. And this is all public data. I'm finding it on their profiles. You can look at anybody's following count as long as they have activity feed. And um, I put together this chart. And what I do is I started ranking people by percentage increase in followers. So it's not the Gary Vaynerchuks of the world who are even on this list. I have criteria now where you have to have at least 6,000 and no more than 100,000 followers. Otherwise, you don't need the help and the visibility. You're kind of off <laughs> to the races and you're doing a great job. But these are really these people that are kind of in the middle, um, the 6,000 to 100,000 followers, and they have um, a good increase in follower growth week to week. So you ask the question, how often do I publish this? I do this weekly. And once upon a time, I, I mean, when I first started this off, it was probably 20 people. And it quickly grew because people started finding out about the list and nominating people. And it started growing and growing. And then the list was like, I think, over 140 people at one point. And it was just too much work. And there was probably like 30 to 40 people who were really focusing on growing their network and the other people just wanted visibility. So I started dropping people off. And then I also started looking at, well, there's a good group of people who are LinkedIn trainers and coaches. And then there's non LinkedIn trainers, coaches, but they're still rocking on LinkedIn. So I split it off. And now once a month I do, you can see in that, um, that tab in there, I have a LinkedIn trainer version of the list and I have a non LinkedIn trainer version. So the non LinkedIn mm -hmm. trainer once a month in the middle of the month, every other week, it's a LinkedIn trainer version of the list. So, so that's it. And, and in the link, um, when I share it out, I'll tag the top 25, but I do publish everybody who's on the list. And I publish this as a PDF and I try to tag everybody who's in the list and encourage people to, to follow these individuals and um, to try to, you know, watch their content, learn from them and connect with them. Wow, this is amazing. So how has doing and compiling this list benefited your personal business? I'm sure a lot. Yeah, I think for me, I mean, the original goal of this exercise was to learn from people who were doing a great job on LinkedIn, learn their techniques and incorporate their techniques into what I'm doing. So um, there's a philosophy and I and I can't think of the name of the woman who, she's on the LinkedIn Rockstar list. I'm not sure if it's Erin or who it is. And I apologize, I don't know her name. Um, I'll add it to the comments when it gets posted later, but she calls it the restaurant row philosophy. So when you think about when you're going to a fast food place and they have multiple restaurants that are in a row, everybody benefits because the traffic goes there and then people kind of find their way around to figure out what they want to eat. And it's the same philosophy here. I surround myself from fellow people who are really doing a great job with network engagement, with posting strategy, with profile optimization, with all these things, because we all benefit from each other. We watch each mm -hmm. other's techniques. And I've even found lately, it's really helped me out because when I'm stuck on something on LinkedIn, I'll throw it out to the Rockstar community and I'll say, Hey guys, wow. this happened. I'm having a hiccup. Tags aren't working. What's happening? And somebody within the group has um, experienced the same thing. And then we kind of help and troubleshoot each other out of that situation. So it's so amazing. Like I have so much respect for you right now. Like just doing <laughs> this, you know, like serving the community and so much value. Like just like anyone who is new to LinkedIn, they can just use this list. And this list gives them so much value in yeah. terms of the people they should follow, they should trust. Yeah. And uh, wow. And a lot of these people, I mean, at the top of the list, um, I don't know if you can scroll. Can you scroll back to the first page on here? Jared uh, Wise, or reason, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but he's been at the top of the list for a while. He talks about profiles that pop. And I think just about everybody in the top 25, they have some type of a resource on their profile whether it's a checklist for optimizing your profile or tips for posting on LinkedIn, people like John, you know, he's frequently posting blogs and videos and he just posted something. Um, I, I actually found it in a Google search today. I had somebody reach out to me and said, how do you, how did you create an animated GIF for your company page logo? And I Googled it and I found John's video and he updated in the video a few months back, LinkedIn disabled the ability to upload GIFs on your company page. So if you had a logo in there that was animated, you could keep it, but uh, no longer does it exist. So 
So things like that. I mean, you're if you follow these um, any of these people, and I don't say just the top 25. I mean, really look at everybody who's on the list. I do take people off if they are not active on LinkedIn, if they're not growing their following on LinkedIn because they're not posting relevant content. And um, for the most part, the people on this list are really giving people every um, now and again, I have some negative comments criticizing the technique or the methodology. And this is not endorsed by LinkedIn or Microsoft. This is the Meller Marketing LinkedIn rock star. So LinkedIn has their influencers list and their top LinkedIn this and that. This is just my list. So um, when I get those those negative comments, I've learned to develop a tough skin. Mm -hmm. But I, I what I say to those people is I will say, Thank you, Joe, for your comment. By commenting on this post, you're actually broadcasting this list out to your network. So on behalf of all of the rock stars on the list list, thank you for that additional visibility. <laughs> Have a great day. I love it. Oh my God. And um, I do get, you know, every once in a while, somebody who's on the list critiquing it. And if they don't like the methodology, then I'm more than happy to take you off. I think on the, on the whole, it's been a very positive experience. And it's really benefited a lot of people. You know, Jeff Young, you know, just the other day, I, I was in Columbus and I met Jeff in person. And he said, since he's been on the list, it has grown his following and it's grown his visibility. And I think John would say the same. You know, it, it has wow. propelled his followers from 6,000 to up to almost 12,000 now. So I like to help others to give back. And I think that's what the list does for them. Wow, this is amazing. You know what? For my 2020 goal, one of them is to be on this list. <laughs> so the only <laughs> criteria I would say I on this is um, you have to have a minimum of 6,000 followers and you cannot self-nominate. So somebody else in your network would have to message me on LinkedIn and say, I'd like to nominate I for the list and then you can be added in. Hey, everyone watching this live right now? Okay, <laughs> no, I'm watching the replay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure I'm by the end of, this, end of this call, I'll go into my LinkedIn and there'll probably be 100 nominations for you coming in. <laughs> oh, but, but this is amazing. And thank you for doing this work. I actually just came back from an Adobe event and a talk worker event. So my biggest takeaway from the, the two different events from yesterday is really start sharing content that is of value to our community. And this is exactly what you are doing. Stop looking for a shortcut, this yeah. hack, that hack, this, you know, yeah. like really showing up consistently. I'm sure this takes lots of time for you to update, to maintain, but it is also generating lots of value, you know, authority and influence. Yes, absolutely. And it's 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 fun and it does benefit my business and it does benefit me, but really the reason I do this and every every Saturday when I do this I'm like I spent about an hour on it, you know, publishing this list out, but when I post it and when I see the comments of genuine appreciation for people for publishing it and, you know, people that, I mean, Judy, she just moved up to second rank and she was broadcasting and sharing it with her network. Oh my gosh, I'm number two in the rock stars list. I mean, like that makes it worthwhile for me to, to share and to, to help shine the spotlight on others. Wow, this is amazing. I know we can talk about this like forever. We didn't even have a chance to ask people's questions, but like I only asked like, I think three questions from my list of questions. So you're just like so amazing. Just like kind of to wrap up, what is something new on LinkedIn that you are super excited about, Brenda? You want to share so, with us? Yeah, I think, you know, always, I always say pay attention to the newer features that LinkedIn is adding in because those get the greatest amount of visibility. So there's been a couple things in the past year. Um, LinkedIn reactions uh, are a way to differentiate yourself. So instead of just liking it, you can now do the applause or the, the um, there's the love icon, the light bulb, you know, you're inspired. So it's a way to differentiate yourself. Also, we all have the ability now to upload video or documents as a post. So use those newer features because they're a great way of kind of, especially if you're a self-employed entrepreneur, of sharing FAQs or tips or videos or things like that. Um, video, I think, is probably the one of the more exciting features and LinkedIn Live, all of those things. I think it helps to create a personality and a voice. You can see my profile and it's all flat, but when you see me talking and you hear me talking and you hear my enthusiasm, my passion for what I do, I think that really helps to to create a more complete picture of people. This is awesome. This is awesome. So where can people learn more about you and uh, <laughs> where are you going to speak next? 
just in case someone joins us live or watching the replay, they can catch you live. Yeah, wherever you are going to speak. Yeah, so I mean, really, you could Google Meller Marketing or Brenda Meller. Look me up on LinkedIn or any major social network. I do provide individual coaching. I work with clients on Zoom. I do in-person um, training for business development teams, and I work with executives really from all over the world. So um, happy to to help people out. And if you just want to connect with me on LinkedIn and and follow me and um, get free tips and strategy tips. I'm more than happy to share those as well. Now, where can people download that Rockstar list? Do you have it on your website? Like kind of like a document where people can download? Or? Yeah, so I've been posting it in LinkedIn as a PDF. I periodically will put it on my website where you can download it as a PDF with clickable icons. But I try to keep it in LinkedIn because it's about LinkedIn. Um, I do have a blog on my website that I periodically will go and update with the latest list, but I haven't done that as um, frequently uh, lately as, as putting it on LinkedIn. But um, go on to LinkedIn awesome. for Saturday morning. You'll see the latest post for that Rockstar list. Awesome. And are you only on LinkedIn? Are you also on Twitter? Yeah, I'm on all the Twitter, major networks. Instagram, other yeah, places. I'm on LinkedIn should be the... Yeah, absolutely. Great question. So I'm on all major social networking platforms, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter. I also have a YouTube channel for, for Brenda Meller where you can see video tips, information. And um, I've created a, mm -hmm. I've got a Pinterest board. I'm on um, Glassdoor for my company, Meller Marketing as well. So any major social platform you can find me on. We can, we can just, oh my God, amazing. And I do apologize for many people. I wanted to do a critique. You ask lots of questions. We really don't have the time to answer all of them. Make sure to follow this <laughs> lady. You guys, like one hour, I will give us so much value and answered so many questions. Oh so now I really, really <laughs> appreciate it. Super fun. And thank you so much, everyone. Join us live. And I, I I'm seeing the issue at the beginning, but thank you for staying with us. We have quite an amount of people staying with us. And uh, next Wednesday, I'm trying to remind myself to see who is coming. Oh, so I have the founder from Ningbo to join us. Anyway, I will share later. My, my, my computer is kind of slow right now. Now, so if you join us live next Wednesday, the same time and so same location, uh, we will be going live on different channels. And I hope to see you guys. And uh, thank you so much again, Brenda, for staying with us for more than an hour. I appreciate you. And thank you so much, everyone. Join us live. I love you guys. And I thank hope to see you next Wednesday. Thank you. Bye, Bye everyone. Looking forward to connecting. <laughs>